The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. It is Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, Nick Callum Riley with you for episode three of the 2024 season, discussing another three teams before the season actually begins, so players that you might want to keep an eye on. Lads, happy long weekend. It was, uh, it went too quickly, I found. Cal, what do you reckon? Yeah, mate, it was a, a very hot one. It was a very hot weekend for us up here in Queensland. Also mm. wanted to take this time to, uh, Congratulate Nick on a great game of cricket on Saturday. Do you want to uh, share your results, mate, with our listeners? Well, I actually don't know exactly my results, but I didn't score many runs and I dropped two catches. So I've got the scorecard right here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't get zero. I didn't get zero. Nine runs. nine runs. That's respectable. Nine. Yeah. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. I got eight, eight runs eight. in the first over as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got eight more runs than me, uh, and then yeah, the other stuff we won't talk about. Travis Head, anyway. Travis King Pear. King oh, Pear. Riley, did you listen to Hottest One Hundred, mate? I did. What did you boys think of uh, Doji Cat getting number one? Oh, my favorite song. Did you vote for it? You would have. Such a trash song. Anyway, I actually like um, I like Prada number five. I, I, that's probably my favorite. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Did you do anything for the hottest one hundred party or anything? Did you? Did you have anyone over? Sure. Well, I well no, I didn't because I was playing cricket. It was fun. <laughs> Enjoyed myself thoroughly. Same with Callum. Yeah, we so. love it. Tell you what, three teams we love as well: the Rabbitohs, the Bulldogs, and the Eels. All number one contenders to take out the premiership for twenty twenty four, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, let's kick it off with the Rabbitohs though. Uh, Cal, their buy rounds are, what do you reckon? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. So they've got round seven, round 13, and then round 17. So you'd be able to get a lot of Rabbitohs plays in after their final buy and that can last for the remainder of the season. All right, let's kick it off with Cameron Murray. Everyone's confusing player each season of fantasy because you either want him in your team or you don't want him in your team. It's a bit uh, 50-50 when it comes to Cameron Murray. Nick, where do you see him uh, going into 2024? Do you reckon he's a sought-out player? Um, well, Jason Demetrio has come out and said that um, with Talis Duncan in the team, which we'll, we might talk about later, I'm not sure, um, that Cameron Murray might um, play between the middle, like Locke, and he might go out to back row in the second row there and instead of maybe coming off, I assume. So if he does do that, he might be looking at playing, you know, the, the, the whole game, 80 minutes or maybe 70 minutes. He might get a uh, slight rest. And that's probably a good thing, I guess, for fantasy. So he's about 100K cheaper than um, Payne Haas there, who's the top mid who we um, will get to. Um if you look at Cameron Murray, the start of last year, he started really well, actually, and then sort of um, sort of dropped off in the middle of the year, I guess, maybe because of origin. Yeah. So, you know, he's someone you could look at to start the season again with, um, especially if he's playing those high-minute games. 
Um, I'm definitely considering it. I've got him at the moment just because of that. Because like, if he does play over the seventy minute mark, he averaged sixty four last year over seventy minutes. So that's already some value on his break even. So I'm considering it. Got him in at the moment. Again, any questions you may have regarding who to bring him to your own team or not, uh, send us a DM on Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast on Facebook or Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on Insta. Uh, Campbell Graham, Callum. Yeah, he was a decent option last season. Uh, finished with a 44-point average, and that's what his break-evens at currently. His price is 609k. Um, I think he's too expensive to start with for the season. I think he's one for draft. Um, I think Nick's been kind of mentioning starting with a, maybe a gun centre if certain cash cows don't actually start for us. Um, I think he's been looking at Campbell Graham as one of his options. Nick, can you explain why? Um, I just think he's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. And he just had a bit, he had a bit of a rough season last year. I think he got injured. Don't I can't remember exactly what he what he injured, but he was injured and just affected his performance. Um, he's always good for a try, Campbell Graham, and he does get through a lot of work. Um, he's been pushing Origin for the last so many years, so he's you know obviously probably wanting to get into that arena, and I think he'll put his best foot forward again this year. He is a bit expensive, though, I think, slightly to start the season. Um, so but there are centres that I'm... Um, a bit more expensive than him, but still center at 600K is a, is a lot of money there. Um, but I think he's an all right option. I see him averaging probably what he did last year, ran that 44 mark again, I reckon. Uh, let's move on to Damian Cook. So you either go Harry Grant or Damian Cook. Nick, who are you favoring in this scenario? Well, I'd probably favor... Harry Grant, but yeah, I definitely favor Harry Grant. Damien Cook is coming off a pretty lackluster season um, and he's only getting older. So um, he's sort of past his, past his peak. I think Damien Cook is getting into the you know back end of his career. He is a very good player though. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he comes back and, you know, has a really good season again to prove prove some people wrong. You know, he got knocked out of the Origin team. Mm. So, but in saying that, I I think there's other hooker options you should go for definitely in head to head, um, or overall whatever you're playing. I think um, Damien Cook, someone you should let go and maybe pick up later in the season, maybe. Yeah, maybe if he drops down in price, think maybe seven hundred seventy three k is. Pretty expensive. You'd rather spend that money on a player who you know will get you those points as well. Um, Cal, new uh, signee for the Rabbitohs, Jack Whiten coming from the Canberra Raiders. How do you reckon he's going to fare in this lineup? Um, well, I think he's out for the first bit, isn't he, Nick? He's got a suspension or something for I don't know how yeah. long. Um, um, it's probably like two or three games, I think. It's two games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he might not get the duel because they're predicting he's going to start at left centre. Um, so he probably won't get the duel initially of the half center combination. So that'll probably come in the second round whenever they get the duel the second time. Um, but look, he, he played two games at center last year. If we're going to look at what he did um, when he's played at center and he scored 53 and 52 um, and playing 
center for his career, games that he's played in the past. He's got a 33 average, so that's not too bad. Um, he's probably just one to watch over the course of the season, though. Um, I'd be slightly wary of him um, just until he actually does get that duel. Um, but look, he's going to be in a stronger back line, you would assume. Might score a few tries. He's a, a pretty good player. So I'm just going to say at the moment, he's one to watch. Might be actually someone later in the season, if he once he does get that duel, to actually put into your emergencies if he can, because he can cover obviously the half and the center combination uh, in your team in there. Two difficult positions to fill. So just one to watch at the moment. Uh, Jai Arrow Nicholas, do you think that's a? I think is that cheap for Jai Arrow coming into this season? Five hundred fifty-seven k. Ah, well, I guess if he starts, it might be, might be, you know, some value there. But he, I think he's going to be on the bench. To be honest, um, has he got? He's got middle and edge jewel. So people probably look at the middle and edge jewel five hundred fifty-seven k and think he's a. Decent option, but he's someone that sort of just fixes, you know, gaps in the team. He'll play wherever it's needed, you know, back row, front row, wherever. It's just too hard to predict what his actual role is going to be in the team. So he's someone who's very, it's a very risky option. He can be, you know, he can be on the interchange bench and he got, you know, first round last year, only played 22 minutes off the bench. You know what I mean? So you're not going to get any value there. Um, yeah. So it's just too risky. He's probably a good draft option, actually, later yeah. on in the draft, but not yeah, a yeah. not a classic option. No, one for draft. I reckon he's going to start on the edge, then move into the middle, maybe, and then that's where Talos Duncan comes on, and um, Murray then goes to that edge potentially for him. But then they could also do that with the next bloke we're going to talk about. Yeah, he's and his break even is forty one. Like I can see him averaging forty five at best, probably. You know, yeah. but that's not enough. No. Uh, let's move on to that next player Callum was referring to, uh, Keon Koloa Matangi. Cal, what can you tell us? I can tell you he was a Knicks team last year. That's what I can tell you. Um, to Knicks disgust because he actually started really well last year, uh, picked up that injury, and then Nick got him back in, hopefully he would continue that form, and unfortunately he didn't, um, which let Nick down, obviously. But, look, he ended with 48 average last year from 77 minutes. That's not too bad. Um but look, his break even say he's priced at that, at which is 661k at the moment. Um, I'd just probably leave him. I think that they said he's going to shift to the left edge this year. I've heard reports. Um, but I, there's just better value. We've we've been speaking about it all uh, preseason already. There's just so much value in that edge posi- position, and um, Keon's just not one of them for round one. Uh, let's go to Talis Duncan Nicholas. Well, if he is starting on the bench, I don't really see a point in starting with him at 413k, but he has shown he's got a pretty good PPM, points per minute, for the people who don't know what that means. So how many points he gets every minute he is on the field. And last year, well, in his career, because he only played last year, his PPM was 1.02. So he's getting one point every minute he's on the field, which is really good. Um. Yeah, and he scored a try in one game last year, which boosted his, I guess, his um, average up. Yeah, but if he's on the bench playing 35 minutes, um, which is probably what I think he will play max. Um, so that's 35 points, 35 minutes. His break even's 30. So it's probably not really worth it 
Um, we'll just have to wait and see what his role is in the trials, though. How many minutes we think he's actually going to get? If he if he's getting like a, maybe over forty minutes, well, then you probably would put him in your team. But I just don't see it happening. Uh, one of the bigger names in the NRL. Not sure if he's one of the bigger names in fantasy, though. Cal Latrell Mitchell, um, the playmaker. Do you reckon he's up there with the top wing fullbacks to have in your team? I think he will be, especially for the run home this year. Um, once he gets through that origin period, because I would assume he will be selected uh, from Michael Maguire come that time of the season. Um, his price, though, at the moment, I just think there's other winger fullbacks that uh, probably have a bit more value than him to start off with. Like, he's very expensive, 747k. Uh, his break-even is at 54. Um, but look, I just I, I think he will be an elite option again. Um, but it's just one to just watch throughout the season, wait for him to get past that final buy that they have in round 17, and then look to pick him up from there to be a gun for the run home. Uh, Tavita Totola. Nicholas. Yeah, the, a lot of people have been talking about him. He's owned by around 7% of teams at the moment, um, which is a, you know, a decent amount. So he's probably going to be starting at prop for Souths. And at 485k, you'd probably you'd probably think that it could be a decent value there. Break even of 35, roughly. He got a he got an injury in the first game last season and then came back and sort of played okay. Um he averaged 41 in prop games last year where he played over 30 minutes. So he should, you know, if he's starting prop, he should easily play over 30 minutes. He should be Averaging, you know, well, with that average, 41 points in 49 minutes. So it's not too bad, but probably not great. Um, people are looking at his 2022 stats, actually, at prop, where he got 46 uh, fantasy points in 48 minutes, which was a much better season for him. Um, he scored a few tries, though. He scored about four tries there that season. So, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a riskier option here. I know he's not that expensive, 485K as a mid but i feel like if you're going to go for you go for one probably gun mid maybe and then a couple of mid ranges i think there's probably a, a few other mid ranges that are better than totola um i'm not sure cal if you have him i i i looked at him and then sort of just um let him go i'm not sure what, what you've done no oh, i've had him in and out um currently i've got two young middle forwards and i've got ruben cotter slash josh curran that i'm One's on the bench, one's in my starting team. And Totola has been in there a couple of times for Cotter because I'm not sure which way I'm going to go. But I think Cotter's, especially now that he's been named co-captain, I think he's probably going to have a bigger role. Totola, like he he will offer some upside. I'm probably going to say maybe around eight points on that break even, which would be about uh, maybe just over 100K of price rise. And I just don't know if he's going to get the minutes that people are expecting in that um, forward pack at the Rabbitohs. It all depends on what the bench looks like for them, if they're going to carry someone for Damien Cook and um, Mamazoulis, or if they're not going to, or if they don't, it's going to be four forwards. He just probably won't get those minutes that people are hoping and unfortunately won't make that money. But he's one just to probably just keep to see what his um, role is in the in the trials and then probably make a judgment call from there. But at the moment, I don't have him. Cal, let's finish off with you, mate. Uh, Tyrone Munro, do you think he could be a potential cash cow going into the season? A lot of people talk about him as well. Um, 
he's at an okay price, 350k. There's reports he's probably going to get that wing spot potentially. Um, break evens at 25. So he averaged 33.3 last year. There's already upside there. Um, if he does get yeah similar average, if not more, in a decent side, then there's definitely. Uh, upside would be a cash cow. Um, he is currently injured though, and will miss the trials from all reports. So we'll just have to wait and see what comes to round one and if he gets the the go ahead. But at the moment, I'm staying clear. But if certain people aren't selected, I might have to rearrange and um, maybe find a spot for him in my team. But at the moment, I'm leaving him out. I do reckon the uh, Rabbitoh is going to go this season, lads. That a uh... Like everyone at the beginning of the season thought they'll be top four contenders. But um how do you reckon they're gonna go in twenty twenty four, Cal? I reckon they'll make the eight. I don't know if they'll make the top four. They they probably are one of the strongest squads. Um I do like a couple of their well, one forward, Talis Duncan coming through. I think he's really good. Um and you know, their forward pack is elite pretty much and they've got the the back row well, the back line I should say to do okay, but I'm probably going to say maybe fifth they might finish. I don't know if they'll make the four, but they'll probably be top five. Nick, what are you thinking? Yeah, sixth or seventh probably, I think, yeah. So somewhere in the top eight, it's good to know. Uh, team that's definitely not going to be in the top eight, the Bulldogs. Let's talk about the Doggies. Uh, Callum, their buy rounds, mate. Uh, what do you make of it? Uh, so they got the first buy in round eight, which is pretty good for all those relevant Bulldogs players, which is about one or two, um, even though we're going to go through a list of them. Uh, round 15 buy as well, and then the round 19 buy, which is the third week of the origin buy round period. Um, so they've also got a nice run home if there are any guns in this side um, to just keep in, in your team and then take through to the finals and hopefully win your competition. Tell you what, looking through the run sheet, Cal's done for us and each player he's got here from the Bulldogs. Not too many expensive players to be talking about here. He's also missed someone as well, but we'll get to that. Ah, uh, Nick, Blake Taff, is he a must-have? No, no. I don't know why he's on the sheet, but definitely not. <laughs> he's in, he's in people's teams, I don't know why. Blake Taff, delete him from your team right now if you have him. He is terrible. Absolutely hey, shocking. Priced at three thirty and a break even of twenty four. Surely, with how well the Bulldogs are going to go this season, where is he playing? Is he? I don't even see him in the in the team. To be honest, like he might be fullback, but I would personally put Stephen Crichton there. Um, but yeah, because he got Bronson Cherry. Who would you rather on the field, Bronson Cherry and Stephen Crichton, or Blake Taff and Stephen Crichton? Just, I don't think Bronson Cherry is going to be on the field, but. Uh, Stephen Crichton. Stephen Crichton at fullback, I think, is better than Blake Taff. Yeah. And Blake Taff was kicking goals at the Rabbits when he when he played, usually. Um, he's not going to be kicking goals here, I don't reckon. So, yeah, I, I, there's no. Don't don't get him. He'd probably be number 14, but then they've got Kurt Mann. So, maybe he might be number 14 in the New South Wales Cup. As I said, he's not going to be in the team. You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Bronson Cherry, the guy who you just mentioned. Um, for anyone who's playing the fantasy app and wants to bring in Bronson Cherry, please spell his last name X E I, the most confusing last name in the whole league. Uh, Cal, do you have any information about this guy? Like, what do we need to know? 
Uh, last time he played was in 2019. Uh, that was for the Sharks. He averaged 40 points a game playing at centre. His break even at the moment is 33, so there's a little bit of upside there already. Um, he's priced at 450k. But as I said, it was 2019. It was the last time he played in the NRL. That's because uh, he copped the band. We won't talk about why, um, but he's back now. Um, I believe he will start New South Wales Cup. And then throughout the season, they will then maybe, depending on how the dogs are performing, they might chuck him in. So if he does start New South Wales Cup, it's simple. You don't pick him up in your team and he's in a void. Uh, if he is in the team, you could consider it, but then they have a lot of outside backs that they've signed at the club this year. Um, and there's also other players who did a job there as well last season. Um, so I'm going to just say at the moment, Bronson Cherry, wait and see how he performs because there's that uncertainty of so many years out from the game and how his fitness will be. Um, and then whether he will actually still score okay because Fantasy back then, obviously, as well, was a different scoring um, system. There was points that were involved more for um, tackle breaks and whatnot, and he might actually drop down from that 40-point average and only maybe even get what he's currently priced at. So at the moment, it's too risky. Just leave him alone. All right. Uh, Jacob Kiraz. Nicholas. Riley. Um <laughs> Well, it depends. Jacob Kiraz, he was my uh, draft god at the start of the season last year, I think. But then, uh, yeah, got injured. Um, interesting. It's interesting here. He's break-even 40. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if he'll be playing wing or centre. I assume wing with Josh Adokar, but we're not 100% sure yet. The thing he started the season really well last year, first six games, really, really well. Um, he scored a two try ninety against the Melbourne Storm in round two last year, um, which got his price going. I guess he could do the same, but the worry is if he doesn't score a try, um, he might only get you. You know, he he got a twelve in eighty minutes last year as a winger. Um, However, he is one of those guys who just runs runs a lot. He does a lot of work out of, out of his own end. Um, I just don't know if the Bulldogs have the ideal run at the start of the season. So they got, if this is correct, I assume it is, Parramatta, Sharks, two pretty tough games. They're away as well. They got Gold Coast at home, then Rabbits, Roosters, Melbourne, Newcastle by. So it's not great, I don't think, for the Bulldogs. Um so I don't think you should consider Kiraz only 1.2% owned. So most other coaches do agree there. 556K as a wing fullback. You've got Pappenhausen and Campbell cheaper than that in that same position. I'd only consider him if he's at center, I reckon. You reckon, mate? Maybe. He's got an average of 47 at center. Yeah, he's only played six games there. But yeah. Yep. But other than that, I think you've pretty much got a spot on, Nick. Uh, Cal, let's talk through Jacob Preston. Is he the most expensive player from the Bulldogs this season so far? Probably. Yeah. He'd probably be up there, actually, considering he was one of the cheapest last year. Sure. Yeah, but look, he burst onto the scene last year. We all know who he is. He made us a lot of money. Um, I don't think he'll be one for this season, though, for your team. 
not until later in the season anyway, but that's only if he's scoring well again. So at the moment, avoid. Uh, Cal, let's stick with you. Uh, Josh Curran. Oh, oh, this bloke should be in your team. Put him in, Riley. Oh, I'm writing this <laughs> down, mate. I'm pretty sure Nick has him. Didn't you? Oh, yeah, you have him on your bench, you said. I was say. Yeah, yeah, because of his duel. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I'd probably have him in my starting Yeah, team. you put your duels on your bench? Yeah, right. Yeah, man, I Where'd like that. that from? Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder. Um, he's priced at 501k break, even at 36. Um, I've had him in my team beforehand. Didn't have him last year, but I had him the year before. Um, he, in the past, has been a player who averages close to 50 points a game, if not more. And I think he'll probably be a great fantasy scorer this year. Moves to the Bulldogs, obviously, from the Warriors, where it's reported he's going to get a starting lock role. Um, if that's the case, in twenty twenty in the 2022 season, um, he averaged 59 points from 71 minutes at lock. So, hello, break-evens at 36. If he does anywhere near that, money and also keeper, mm. which is outstanding. Um, so, at the moment, I believe you should have him in your team. Um, if like, I actually think he might even play 80 minutes. There could be a possibility where, I don't know if it will because they, they probably have Salmon on the bench, but if they don't want to play him on the edge, Kikau might not play the whole game. Curran could start at lock, then actually do what Cameron Murray's reported to be doing, shift to the edge, which means 80 minutes, just it'd be, just be points. And he's a good player to watch too. He's an exciting player. So I, I reckon just get him in. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter if he does well in the trials, what or not. Just get him in. He's a gun. Did you say he might be starting lock? He will be. So he will be in I, the starting team somewhere. He's that. He's yeah. too. He's got a dual position at the moment. That's coming up on the app. Yeah, yeah. mate. Middle and edge. That's oh, that's very spicy. Correct. Uh, Nick, mate, Matt Burton. How do you reckon he's going to go this season? Not very good fantasy wise. Um... <laughs> Was it people were starting with him last year? I think for some yeah. reason. Um, anyway, so he's at six hundred and forty-two k break-even forty-six. So he's priced at where he averaged last year. But um, his halves partner is Toby Sexton. Is that correct, Callum? There. Yeah. If not, it will be Drew Hutchison if he doesn't get the go. Yeah. I well. Yeah. I think Either way. Be... Yeah. The six games Matt Burton played with Toby Sexton at the end of the year, he only averaged forty two point six, and his break evens forty six. So that's uh, that's a losing money situation there, which you don't want. So I do not think Matt Burton should be in your team. What about Max King? Do you think he should be in our teams? Ah, uh, probably not. But <laughs> he um he's the the cash cow of two years ago, isn't he, Max King? He is. Yeah. Um, he is quite good. He started the season quite well last year. Um, first seven games, he got, I don't know what the average is here, but I'll read you the scores, 48, 60, 45, 60, 50, 47, 61. Right. Um, pretty high minutes there, though. His average minutes there would probably be nearly 60 minutes. Um, I don't think he's going to get 60 minutes. Um, he might. He might. It, there's a possibility. Um, but they have acquired, you know, a couple of forwards there, as Callum's mentioned. They've got uh, obviously Curran, um, Kurt Mann, mm -hmm. uh, Jamin Salmon. So quality quality forwards there. Um, yeah, so 
Max King. I, I can see him averaging probably, you know, near 50, but that's probably not enough to um, purchase him. Yep. Uh, Callum, read Marnie. Um, I think you should not be selecting him, but Nick, please. You like Reed, don't you? Well, yeah, mate, I've got him in my team. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I've got him in my team. I've got to have one Bulldog. Actually, no, sorry, I have two. So, so you thought you had Josh oh, Curry? Oh, I have three. I have at least three. I could have four now. I could have, I could be up to four. This is, I love the Bulldogs. All right, Gus, calm down. All right, let's just go Reed Marnie, right? Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie. So he, he averaged 42.2 last year. He averaged five and a half missed tackles a game for some unknown reason. Um, yeah, missed yeah. a lot last year. Missed a lot. He missed a lot. I'm not really sure what's going on there. I'm, I'm tossing up between Reed Marnie and Jane Braley, to be honest. Um, so I don't really know who I'm going to go with there. I'm just trying to save some money in the hooker position. Um, Reed Marnie, again, started the season well last year, then sort of fell off a little bit. Um, I think he got injured one game there. He only played 34 minutes here, it, it says. Um, and then another 27-minute game later on in the season. So the end of the season wasn't great for him. I think he's, uh, you know, obviously some niggling injuries there. He he was, a couple of seasons ago, he, he did ton up at Parramatta. So, um, you know, he has he has pedigree there. He has fantasy pedigree. Um, I can see him, you know, he's going to play probably 80. We'll just check for trials to see if um, if Kurt Mann's playing hooker or anything. But I feel like Marnie's playing 80. If he does play 80, he's got a season. Well, I think last season he averaged, was it like 47 around there, I think. So that's pretty good. There's already value. Yeah, 47, yeah. Yeah. And he that's with some something. absolute shocking games in there. Mm, you could be onto something. Just needs to get rid of those errors, really, doesn't he? It's the missed tackles for me. Yeah. Um, another good thing about Reed Marnie, he does do a bit of kicking out of dummy half. Some extra points there. Not not many um, hookers actually do that um, these days. Harry Grant's not really a great kicker. He does try to a couple of times now. I think Damon Cook does not kick. Um, so Oops, that's man. something else that Reed Marnie can do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just got to get, yeah, the, he had one penalty a game. Yeah, five and a half missed tackles. He still made 40, you know, 44.4 miss, uh, 44 tackles a game. So that's pretty good bait. You know, 44 tackles. If he cuts out a few missed tackles, he's got about 100 kick meters a game. You know, he, he can be pushing 50 easily if he just gets those missed tackles out, which, you know, hopefully he can. I see the Bulldogs doing a lot of in defense as well this year. So he should get points from that. Hmm. Um, one of the biggest signings for the Bulldogs and across all of NRL for 2024, Stephen Crichton, 23-year-old, making the switch from the uh, Panthers. Cal, do you think that he's going to have a lot of value in the Bulldogs? And leading into fantasy, do you think he could be a potential must-have player? Critter, critter, critter. He could be their goal kicker, maybe. Boy. They've got some options in the kicking department, but... He could be someone that could be a goal kicker for him. Um, he's expensive though, six hundred twenty k break even forty five. Fullback, um, well he will be playing fullback. His career average at fullback is thirty eight. That's only from five games at Penrith. So I wouldn't be selecting him. Um, he does well. I don't know if he's got the jewel at the moment. He will get the jewel. Um, if he doesn't, 
I just I'd be leaving him out at the moment, waiting to see how he performs. He could be maybe a gun center later in the season, um, if he finds that um role at the at the Bulldogs at fullback and does well. Um, but if if not, then it's simply just leave him out altogether. But yeah, don't select him at the moment. Uh, a must-have player in every single fantasy team, in my opinion, kick out. I mean, you got to have him, right, Nick? He's just a top bloke. Did you have um, you had him before? I feel like you have. I think the very first year I played fantasy, I had yeah. kick out. Yeah. And, um, oh man. Anyway, he was good one year, but he's just kind of dropped off a bit, hasn't he? Well, last year he had an injury in the middle of the season. Um, he only ended up playing. Nine games for the Bulldogs last year. So he's, you know, he averaged 37. That's what he's priced at. Um, is that correct? He's got 5.5% of teams own him currently, roughly yeah. around that. Mm. That's shocking. It should That's be much shocking. higher than that. <laughs> Hopefully, after his body gets released, uh, his value will, you know, be respected. He, um, yeah, he, no. So, I would stay away from Kikau. However, I do think he has he has a lot of potential to make make some sort of money. It's just a little bit risky. Um, he might not play the whole match, as Callum said. He might just play sixty minutes and go off. He was doing that at Penrith a little bit back uh, when he was there. So, um, yeah, he only scored one try last season. I expect that to bump up a little bit. And with that, his tackle breaks might go up as well. Um, so I do expect him to average probably in the low 40s, but I don't think it's someone you can start with in your edge position, um, especially off the back of his season last year. Just um, during this party, I started creating my first team, my, my draft team for the season. Three players I can confirm, Tanner Boyd, Isaiah Yo, actually four players, Josh Curran. Thank you very much, Cal. And kick out. He's in the team. He's not going anywhere. He can stay in the emergencies all year. I don't care. I just want him in my team. Enjoy the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's finish off with a potential cash cow for the year. Um, Callum, this player is priced at 250k, break even of 18. Is he gonna make us money? This is Sam Hughes. Riley, put this bloke in your emergency. So He's priced at 250k, as he said. His break even is 18. Had an average last year of 14, um, so not too great. Uh, but it looks like he may get more minutes this year. Has a PPM of one when he's played. Uh, Phil Gould has stated to keep an eye out for him, which is what I like because he said the same thing about Jacob Preston last year. And we all know how that turned out for us. Mm -hmm. um, in the New South Wales Cup, he has an average of 32.7 in 40 minutes. So that's not too bad at all. If named in the team, it's simple. You place him in your emergencies and he should be a decent cash cow for us. Bring in that money. That's what we love at the beginning of the uh, fantasy season. Uh, now, Bulldogs, let's be realistic. Where are you placing them on the ladder this season, Nick? Well, I don't think they're making the eight again. I, I think they'll probably be about 11th or 12th, but there was one player I did want to bring up that Calum has not included. Liam Knight. Liam Knight, yes. Yes. Yes, Callum, what's going on? I don't like William Knight. Uh, he will be probably starting prop, will he not? He, the last three games of the season last year. So he got transferred, Riley, from the Rabbits mid-season last year to the Bulldogs, if you remember correctly there. 
Yep. Um, played the last five games roughly for the Bulldogs. He came off the bench in the first couple, then started prop. Yeah. For a 54, a 34, and a 26. The last game he didn't play many minutes there. Um, his break even is only 28. Um, and if he's starting prop, um, you know, I expect him to probably get uh, you know, 40 minutes at least. He's got a PPM of about 0.9. So working all that out, um, you know, he could be averaging in the high 30s. Which is, which is ten points of value there for Liam Knight, um, and just saw this week that uh, Ryan Sutton Callum is injured. Yeah, so he's another forward there who I actually started with last year. Believe it or not, yes, I did, and uh, so he he won't be able to play. So there's probably a few minutes to go around here for Sam Hughes and Liam Knight. Um, so you could potentially start with both of them if you want. Callum, are you going to start with both? At the moment, no. I'm probably just going to stick with um, Sam Hughes, but, you know, you could twist my arm. And Liam Knight, just to give you a, one more one more fact before I, I finish up, his career average starting prop is 42.5 in 46.5 minutes. Just to leave it there. So, Something to think about. Something Have to think about. Already, Nicholas? Pardon me? Have you already got him? Um, I didn't have him in my team, no, but then I heard the Ryan Sutton news, so I'm going to have to put him in uh, probably for someone like Fletcher Baker or Spencer Lenu, I don't know. Do we know how long Sutton's injury is at the moment? Is it a severe one? Oh, I'll look it up before I get back to you in this two secs. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm going to say that the doggies are going to be definitely bottom eight. Yeah. Um, I'd say 13th later. So not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Knee surgery, eight to 10 weeks. Yeah, that's not great. That's from now, though, eight it's to 10 rough. weeks. Yeah. He'll miss a little bit. We'll keep you updated on our social media pages throughout the year, I'm sure. Last team we uh, unfortunately have to discuss this episode, Parramatta. How oh. go through the buys. Round nine buyers their first time, so that's pretty uh, good. Um, round 16 to next, second week of the origin buy round period. And then round 20, which I believe is the week after the third um, origin buy round. So not too bad as well. You could probably, you know, afford to start with a couple of them. If you like some of the Eels players, um, you could even probably keep them throughout the origin period and then also into the run home of the season. I know he's not scheduled for our first player to talk about, but can we please start off with one Jermaine Hop God? Is he going to be a God coming into 2024, Callum? Um, it's interesting. All depends. All depends on what Bradley Arthur wants to do with his team, because there's reports coming out he's going to play four bench forwards on the bench, so that'll be interesting. Um. But I think Hopgood, he's a good enough player, probably demands a few more minutes. Also, if they do play, actually, I've just realized, they do play the four forwards on the bench. He also played a little bit of hooker towards the end of last year. So he might actually start at lock or wherever and then maybe push into the, the hooker role to give um, either Brendan Hands or Joey Lussick, who we'll discuss shortly, a uh, a break. But he averaged 61 last year from 66 minutes. Um, great PPM. Made us a lot of money. 
Um, outstanding base stats. Bloke can offload a ball from anywhere. Um, he's likely to be an elite fantasy gun anyway, I think, this season. Still has the duel, which is uh, interesting. Um, I probably wouldn't start with him, I don't think. I'd, you know, the, the Eels do have a nice draw, I think, to start with, which is probably good for a couple of the fantasy players. But I think he's probably one to pick up maybe after the origin period. Yep. He's, he's probably going to be in contention this year for the Maroons. Um, so I'd probably just leave him at the moment. But yeah, I, I think he'll be a gun again. Just maybe wait to see if he can lose a little bit of money before we can pick him up. Fingers crossed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Bryce Cartwright. What are your thoughts? Why are these people on this run sheet? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Cardi party's back this year. Are we all invited or do we not want to have him? Well, it's a bit It's a bit more like an up, upmarket um, type. Um, it's like a cocktail party this year, so you got to actually pay to get into the party. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's sort of formal, formal dress event. Um, You know, suit tie, bow tie, whatever you want. Yeah, if you want it, you can pay 667K and you can grab him. Whereas last year it was only 250K. So, you know. um, Do we think he's starting second row here, Cal? Is Is that what you're predicting here, mate? Yeah, I, th- I think he will. I don't know who else is going to take that spot. Mm, well, they tried, um, what was his name, Dury last year. It didn't really work. Yeah, they've got um, Talangi who we'll talk about at the club, but I don't think he'll get the starting go. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be Cardi Party and Sean Lane. Yeah, and Matto with, I think, is injured as well. So, And uh, Talangi will probably be on the bench. Just come on and play on the edge, whichever edge. I don't know which one. Mm. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe he might even play New South Wales Cup. I don't even know what they're going to do. But Bryce Cartwright, too expensive for my decline, liking. Decline the invitation. Decline the invitation. Even though he averaged quite well last year, he he averaged where he is priced. So he's going to have to have an improvement again this year to actually make any money, which I don't think he will. Cocktail parties are your favourite, though, right, Nick? You love a yeah. you love a cheeky cocktail. I do love a few cocktails, yeah. Mate, what do you usually order when you're out? Cocktail wise. Like, co- like cocktail wise. Yeah. Um a bit of sex on the beach. Tequila sunrise. I'm pretty sure your cocktail is a great northern original schooner, mate. <laughs> That's yours. Yeah. You don't drink cocktails. <laughs> uh Dylan Brown. Uh Cal. Is he a potential for your team or do we want to stick with the guns this year? Um Dylan Brett. Well he he scores all right, really. Like he's an average of fifty five last year. That's what his break even's at, seven hundred and fifty nine K. Um I think he'll be a solid option. He's fairly consistent scorer and like he doesn't lose points as well. Like when, when other halves are taken out of the team, normally one does better than the other. But Dylan Brown does well. And so does Mitch Moses. They complement each other and they both score well from that. Um, he'll have Sean Lane back on his side this year and he played a lot better with Sean Lane when they actually went through and made the grand final two seasons ago. So, um, look, he could be okay. They've got a soft draw to start off with. Um, but he's normally one that people look to target for overall. 
and that's during the origin Byram period because he's obviously um, from New Zealand, so he won't be playing for either state when it comes to state of origin. Um, and, yeah, that's when he normally does quite well. And who knows, Mitchell Moses might even be playing origin this year, so he might have to do even more in the team. Um, but I, I wouldn't be starting with him. I'd probably – I'd I'd go Moses over him if you want to start with an Eels half. Totally agree. Um, bit of a cheaper player from the Eels to talk about, Nick. Um, Kelma Tuolagi, only priced at 421k to kick off the 2024 season. Uh, do you think he could be a potential cheapie to bring into your team? Because the salary cap is going to be uh, a little bit tricky. It is, mate. Yes, it is. So he's come over from Manly. And if he does manage to get the starting edge spot over Bryce Cartwright, you might be thinking of starting with him. But when he started at second row last year for Manly, he played an average of 63 minutes. So quite a decent amount, but only 33.3 fantasy points. So not much value there at all. So that's if he gets a starting spot, which we probably think he won't so yeah he's someone to avoid avoid uh nick let's stick with you and talk about the other half of the eels uh mitchell moses oh yes i've currently uh got him in my second half spot for some reason Ooh, i like that <laughs> um yeah i was just just playing around um with my halves I don't know if I can afford Cleary and Hines together. Just, you know, it's interesting. So I was looking for other options, other options in my halves. I landed on Mitchell Moses. Uh, and one reason I did, obviously, as a, they have a buy in round nine. So that's good. First eight rounds of playing. Um, he's got a high ceiling. So if he scores a try or um, and he's a goal kicker as well. So, um, you know, plenty of up. Attacking upside there. And, uh, yeah, their draw as well. So they got Bulldogs, Penrith. Obviously a tough game, but they do like playing Penrith. And last year he scored a 72 against Penrith. And then later on he scored... Oh, no, that's it. He didn't play against them again. Um, and then they got Manly, West Tigers, Canberra, Cowboys, Dolphins, and Manly again. Then the bye. So not many difficult teams there, really. And you know, five home games out of out of the first eight. Mm. So just looking at that alone, I was thinking it's you know it's a decent, um, maybe it's a, de- a decent option to go with him. He did average obviously fifty eight last year, so that's where he's priced at. And basically, it's as simple as that. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna actually stick with him in my team um, just purely because I don't think he's going to make that much money. He might, he might go up slightly if he has a, a really good game, but yeah. Um, you know, you do want to start with guns, but you also want to start with, with people who um, are making money as well. You just got to try and balance the team out. And I don't think I will, will want Mitchell Moses in my team anyway from like, you know, halfway through the season, I probably want, you know, obviously Nico Hines and Cleary or yeah. something like that. So I don't, think I'll go down that path. I was just exploring that option. Obviously, a lot of people got Jamal Fogarty, um, who's cheaper. Um, but it's not a bad option. He, yeah. And I think Parramatta are going to improve 
like they made the grand final two years ago. Like I think Mitchell Moses is getting better every year. Dylan Brown's getting better every year. They got Sean Lane back. I know that's on the other side of the field. I just feel like um, Mitchell Moses wouldn't be a bad option. He's not going to lose much money. He's probably going to, you know, score fairly well. Who have you partnered him with, uh, Nico or Cleary? Um, Cleary. Okay. Interesting. At the moment. Good option. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Madison, Cal, let's go to you. Break even 51, priced at 701K. Yeah, so I had this cat in my team last year, 51 uh, average, 64 minutes. Um, there's just too many forwards now at the club um, that are demanding minutes. I think Maddo is a very good player, don't get me wrong. Um, he always is thereabouts in the fantasy um, aspects, but he's just, when he comes off the bench, his average is 46. That's already down on his break even. I think he'll be on the bench again. So um, he's an avoid to start unless there are injuries at the club, and then that's when he becomes relevant. All right. Cal, let's stick with you. Sean Lane, are we going to stay in this lane or are we going to take the exit? Oh, yes, very good from you. Um... <laughs> Shouldn't ask Cal that question. He doesn't drive. Okay, I do. <laughs> All right. Shut up and listen. <laughs> Got him. He missed majority of last season through injury, which impacted his scores, right? Yeah. His average was 35 from 61 minutes last season compared to 2022 season where his average was 52 from 77 minutes. This average, though, um, was a result pretty much because he scored really well from about round 11 onwards. And during that time, only scored below 50 on three occasions and had four games with 70-plus points. Mm. So that's unbelievable. Um, at the moment, break-even's at 40. Price is 558K. If he can return to that form, he could offer, I don't know, maybe 8, 10 points upside from where he's at at the moment, which means he will make roughly anywhere between 110 to 140,000 on top of his price. Um, I'm a little bit cautious, though, in starting with him. Because really, other than that 22 season, he hasn't been a fantasy scorer to note. Um, he averaged in 2021, uh, 43 from 54 minutes, 2020, 46 from 73. Mm. Um, he still, look, he is still a fallen gun based on what he actually did last time he was fit for majority of a season and playing the role that he was. Um, so I think he can bounce back. Um, he has been in and out of my team, currently is out. Okay. I just need to watch what he does in the trials and see yeah. how the format's going to work and where those forwards on the bench are actually going to play. But I do think his combination with Brown, he could be a gun that can easily bounce back to what he was in 2022. Might not be as good, but he will you know, provide that upside and be a better scorer, make money, and then you could always move him on later in the season to his teammate, maybe Jermaine Hopgood. Mm. Uh, another player, correct me if I'm wrong, who had a great 2022 season when it came to fantasy, Will Penicini. I think a lot of coaches had Will in their teams. Um, not so much last year. Do you think times have changed for Will Penicini this season, Nicholas? Possibly, possibly. Um, as Callum mentioned earlier about the... Uh, Myself thinking of a more expensive center in yeah. case uh, one of our cheap centers uh, doesn't play. Um, obviously, we were talking about Campbell Graham. Will Penasini is a little bit cheaper. He's at 582K. 
So he's under that 600K mark. So break even of around 42. He started the season really well last year. And then his last four games were actually really, really bad. Um, so that's probably lowered his price down. Um, he is a young player as well. So I expect, um, again, just general improvement from Will Penasini. And, you know, when he scores a try, he, you know, he's obviously going to get you a lot of points. Um, he's someone that does get a lot of tackle breaks as well. And he's, and he does get involved with, with tackles as well. He's a pretty good tackler. Um, and with the eel soft ish sort of draw to start the season, I'm, I would consider him if you're wanting some, a decent center, um, in one of your center spots, who's maybe underpriced. I think Will Penasini is near the top of the list there. Um, obviously we'll talk about a couple others, in the future, um, mm. but there's there's not many that are underpriced. I feel like Penasini could get you know easily into that 600k area for you. Good to know. Uh Sevo Callum, break even of 31, 429. Yes or no? Um, average of 29, break even of 31, as you said. Averaged 40 in 2022. Could offer some value, but I think there's better options out there. Brendan Hands, Callum, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to talk about both of these people here because it comes into the, um, well, I suppose the the role of hooker at the club in Brennan Hands and Joey Lossick. Mm. Um, Brad Arthur has stated that he will only be running with one hooker, um, or he wants to run with one hooker, playing them for 80 minutes. So Joe Lossick is priced at 459k with an average of 35.8 and a break even of 33. Brennan Hands is cheaper, priced at 406k, with an average of 26.6 and a break-even of 29. Lusick averages 52 in 79 minutes. Hands averages 41 pretty much in 77 minutes. So both pl- players uh, obviously present massive upside, and I believe whoever gets the job will be a must-own for your team. But we need to wait until the trials. See who gets that role. Wait for Teamless Tuesday as well. Have a look at the bench. If there's no backup hooker on the bench, you go for one of these blokes as your backup hooker for your side. But I'd still start with a gun hooker or someone that's a little bit more expensive and just Mm -hmm. put them on to cover the other one for when they have the buy. Good to know. Um, All right. I think that covers the Eels players that we need to discuss. Unless, Nick... Like the last time we talked about, is there a hidden gem that we haven't discussed? Um, let me just run through my head. Hey, he's Dunster. No jokes. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. How about what's his name? What's his name? Every season, in the middle of the season, this guy becomes relevant. Bally Simonson. Every season. There actually is a potential upside for him. No joke. What is he actually priced at? I don't even know. Where is he? He is priced. 473. Uh, is that correct? 473. Center and wing fullback. Yep. Averages 38 at center. Hmm. Could be an option. But you've got Morgan Harper joining the club. Hey, Morgan Harper that's... is not very good. No, but guess who wasn't very good? That was, you know, they're, they're taking over spot, Wonga Blake. So. 
Look at the middle of the year here last year when he went to Centaur. Um, Who's this, Simonson? Yeah. So he went, mm-hmm. he went 40, 29, mm-hmm. obviously not great, 50, 42, 52, 60, 47, 43. Yep. Could be an option if he gets a center spot. Soft draw. He could be the underpriced center you're looking for, not Will Penasini. Could be him. I don't mind that. Dang. Let us know what you think on our social media pages. Don't be afraid. We've already got a couple of people messaging us, which is fantastic. Um, And lads, just quietly, some good numbers already listening to the potty, which is amazing when it's still cricket season. So, And tennis. Yes. Tennis season as well, Nick. I know you're all over that. Yeah, mate. Did you watch the uh did you watch the final? Mate, I did I'm not have to sleep. I watched it. But I saw the news uh the next morning and he came back really strong. Yeah, he's only twenty two, Sinner. What's his name? Sinner, yeah. Mr. Italian. And uh West Indies also won their first game, first test match in Australia since nineteen ninety seven yesterday. Yeah. Mm. How good was that, by the way? Joseph. Shamar Joseph, what a gun. The old broken, broken toe. Big toe, yeah. Yeah, and he just comes out and gets, what was it, seven for, for fun. Yeah. Takes yeah. his hat off, bows to the crowd, holds up the ball, runs to the boundary. Remind of it, reminded me of that game he played up in um, Bundaberg, Nick. Now the one where I dropped yeah. off five catches. Yeah. And um, yeah, they all went straight to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Alba hit the winning runs and just yeah. ran off the field to us. Like, what are you doing, Yeah. yeah. No, that was awesome yesterday. I was actually... I don't like to say this because obviously I support Australia, but I was actually wanting West Indies to win. I thought it'd be really, really good for their cricket because they've been struggling over the past couple of years. Have. All right, back to footy. Uh, NRL season going to be kicking off. Uh, did you also hear the news, lads, about Las Vegas, the four teams yeah. that they each have to pay like four hundred k for like training camps and facilities in the United States? So it's not coming yeah. from the NRL; it's each individual club who's going over there. That's right. Broncos can afford it. And the Roosters. Yeah. Oh, of course they can. A couple of players also not allowed to uh, go overseas because of some visa issues. Yeah. No, they'll be right. They'll be right. They'll get the clearance. Mm. The Landys will do something. We hope. Otherwise, Payne Haas won't be in my team. No. And Reese Walsh won't be in Knicks. (laughs) Oh, Reese Walsh. Love it. All right, Nick, let's wrap it up, mate. What have you got for us? Um, mate, do you remember the old days of did you have do you have Foxtel, mate? Did at one stage. We're on uh KO at the moment and binge. I think that's run by Fox. Yeah. KO and binge. Well, remember the days of the old Foxtel IQ, mate. Do you remember that? Yeah. So uh, I told I used to uh I, I told Foxtel IQ to um record the Biggest Loser, you know, the TV show. But uh, it kept recording repeats of the Gold Coast Titans games. Saw that coming a mile away. Still landed it perfectly. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that.